Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Chris Clark here from GamecockCentral.com, GC Live, Wednesday edition. And yes, J-Dub, as you pointed out from YouTube, 
Hey, thanks for being here. And sorry that I'm running a little bit behind. Crazy day, crazy week, crazy uh, few weeks, crazy life right now. So uh, thanks a lot for uh, for joining. Craig, what's going on? That must have been the first time you saw our new intro. Glad you enjoyed it. Figure we not needed to repurpose that a little bit. Earlier show today for a few different reasons. Uh, number one, Shane Beamer kicked off his Welcome Home Tour last night, uh, yesterday afternoon and yesterday evening. One stop in Florence, one stop in Myrtle Beach. I was at both. Uh, so got back a little bit later in the evening last night. Later today, 5 p.m., Floorfield, Greenville, another Welcome Home Tour for Shane Beamer. That will be the last one in the month of May because on June 1st, it is absolutely wide open, completely wild in Columbia with recruiting reopening for the first time. Shane Beamer yesterday talked about that a little bit. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, video and audio from Shane Beamer here in a bit that will uh, give you a little insight into what he said at the Florence stop. Uh, talk to him beforehand at the Myrtle Beach stop as well. Like I said, Greenville, I'll be there later. So stay tuned to GamecockCentral.com uh, to uh, check out what Shane Beamer says there. And for those wondering, hey, why is the Welcome Home Tour not coming to my city? Well, there will be more stops in July. They have, they've yet to announce them officially, but based on what I've heard, uh, there's going to be one, I think, in the Low Country. In Charleston, I think they're looking at maybe doing a Charlotte slash Rock Hill stop. And I think there's another one or two in there. Dates, I think, are already being set. I'll try to pin that down for y'all and uh, and be able to, to run it for you here later. So, pack show today. First of all, before we get into that, we are sponsored, as always, by Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network here on GC Live. He is our primary uh, presenting sponsor. Does an absolutely outstanding job, uh, does Clint Hammond. Of the Mortgage Network, go to clinthammond.com or 803-771-6933 if you want to look at uh, refinancing. You want to you know, take a look at your rate, see if that's possible. If you're looking at buying, make sure you give Clint a call. He's absolutely outstanding at what he did, at what he does. Nationally recognized, so give him a call, 803-771-6933. Put it up here on the screen for you guys watching on YouTube or any of our streaming services, Facebook Live, Periscope, NMLS number 71597. So, again, thanks for uh, thanks to Clint Hammond for being our primary presenting sponsor. Hey to everybody on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Uh, if you're listening later on the pod, keep in mind we are recording this Wednesday at about 12.10 p.m. And so keep that in mind just for your purposes of knowing what's current. Uh, so, yeah, a uh, couple announcements here. First of all, I'm going to play some audio slash video from Shane Beamer at the Florence stop yesterday, the first Welcome Home Tour. And then we're going to be joined at about 12.15 uh, by Greg Wright. Uh, Greg, if you do not know the name, is a former walk-on at the University of South Carolina, played for Steve Spurrier. He was there during Spurrier's first year, so going to ask him about that a little bit. Guys, remember the last Gamecock guest that we had who played and then was a grad, graduate assistant for the Gamecocks, which Greg also was. The last guy we had in here that did that, that played and spent time coaching at Carolina, was Dennis Thomas, and he was an outstanding interview. Greg's a guy I've kept in touch with over the years, currently a high school head football coach in the state of South Carolina and does an outstanding job 
on that front. So looking forward to having him about 1215 or so. And then I want to get more into uh, what Shane Beamer said during the Welcome Home Tour, some of the things that I picked up along the way, uh, answer any questions that you guys and gals may have. Um, we can get into some recruiting, get into some baseball, obviously uh, Gamecocks uh, lose in Hoover, which is something that is uh, not atypical for this Gamecock team. Even the ones that have gone on to win the national championship have not always had great success out in Hoover. Colin Taylor was out there planning on a lengthier stay, uh, but will now be returning to Columbia at some point without having covered a lot of Carolina baseball games. We might have Colin on maybe Friday or something like that. Uh, today's show may be a little bit more abbreviated. Number one, I started late. Sorry. Number two, I want to play some of this Beamer video. I want to talk to Greg Wright uh, about 12.15, and then I want to uh, be able to talk with you guys and girls a little bit on the show. So thanks for being here again. Um, you might notice the only guest that I have with me right now is a portrait of Sidney Rice behind me. No Wes Mitchell today. So where is he? Well, if you missed it last week, Wes is on vacation right now. So he's probably sitting on a beach somewhere. I feel pretty certain he is sitting on a beach somewhere. I've not talked to him today because I don't want to bother him. Probably sitting on a beach. Maybe he's got an umbrella drink. Uh, if he doesn't have an umbrella drink, I'm sure that he has his absolutely giant uh, jug or whatever you call that thing of water that he debuted on our show recently. And is it filled with something else besides water? I don't know. We'll find out when he comes back. But probably it's pretty hot. I think out on the beach, it's certainly hot in Columbia. And so he probably has water in that thing or he needs to have uh, water in that thing along with his umbrella drink if he has it. So before Greg Wright comes on and I did hear from him earlier and it looks like he's got the link to click in and everything about 1215. I'm going to play a little bit of audio here or video uh, from Shane Beamer. If you guys cannot hear this, keep in mind that Wes, our producer extraordinaire host, all those hats that he wears is not in. But this should work just fine. And this is Shane Beamer yesterday at the first Florence uh, Welcome Home Tour stop talking Gamecock football and recruiting. So excited to get back out and, and connect with our amazing fan base. Uh, obviously, it's been with COVID. It's a long time since people have been able to come together in so many uh, settings like this. So to be able to get out and reunite and connect with people is awesome, but to be able to do it with uh, so many awesome Gamecocks across the state of South Carolina and, and this region, I'm really fired up about to be part of. I know it was ex expected, but to go full strength, full capacity this fall, I know everybody's doing it now, but just for you and your first game, knowing that there's going to be a, a full house there. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, just to, to see the crowds and the, the environment down at uh, Kiowa last uh, weekend and then to think about williams Bryce Stadium in the fall and, and the energy and excitement around South Carolina football right now to have a packed williams Bryce Stadium and we kick it off against uh, Eastern Illinois is something that uh, um, I couldn't be more excited about. Do you remember going to these things with your dad? Yeah, um, I do. Um, probably early on wasn't as well attended and, right. and uh, passionate the fan base as we are right now or Virginia Tech is right now, but certainly remember going to events like these with him over the years and and uh, when I was coaching at Mississippi State, Sylvester Croom, uh, had the assistants go out and talk, so I did it then. Coach Spurrier used to have us go out and talk. I did a lot of them at Virginia Tech, so I'm, I've always enjoyed it. It's what makes college athletics so great, and, and 
that's something that I've been to a lot of them, but they never get old. How many new plays we have? How many new plays we be given today? Do you think? I'm sure. I had, uh, had someone asked me last week if we were going to score any points this year. That was their first question. So um, uh, I love it. You know, it's a, we got a passionate fan base. I'm sure we'll have some new plays, and, and I'm, I'm all ears and, and, and open to any and all suggestions. Sorry about that little delay there, guys, trying to switch back there. Uh, that was not all the Beamer audio, but a few minutes of it. I think there's maybe five more minutes or so that maybe later in the show we will play. But uh, you heard there at the end, the Anderson from WX asking Shane Beamer um, if he was going to give away any plays. And, and Beamer mentioned that uh, at Florence. I think he, he might have mentioned it at Myrtle Beach, too, and just about how uh, – he was asked if, if they were going to score any points on, on at all on a Zoom, uh, I guess, interview that he had had recently, and he sort of got a kick out of that. But uh, there was somebody. I did stay at Florence for the portion where Shane Beamer addressed the crowd. So typically how these things work is he'll, he'll talk to the media beforehand, and then he will address the crowd later. Uh, he had a new swimming coach, swimming and diving coach with him. Um, he had the new soccer coach, Tony Anon, with him. Um, at Florence, had Mike Peterson, assistant coach who coaches the edges for the Gamecocks. And then in Myrtle Beach, had Jimmy Lindsay, who coaches the interior defensive lineman uh, for the Gamecocks with him. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was kind of funny because he mentioned, uh, you know, that, that somebody asked him if, he was, if they were going to score any points at all. And during the Florence talk, uh, during the sort of public portion, there's a question and answer session, and somebody indeed raised his hand and asked if Shane Beamer is planning on throwing to the tight end this year. So that was classic. I do think that that gentleman was sort of in on the joke. You know, it's kind of a running joke in Gamecock Nation that on the on the Colin show, whoever it may be, you know, when, when Spurrier used to do it and Will Muschamp used to do it, Shane Beamer – uh, the, the tight end conversation always comes up. Are you going to throw to the tight end? And so someone did ask that last night, but it wasn't one of those serious like Carolina calls things where somebody calls and they're legitimately mad and, and really, really being serious and wondering, hey, are you going to get throw to the tight end this year? And somebody asked it with sort of a chuckle. And, and Beamer kind of said, he laughed and he said, Look, yes, he said. In fact, first play of the game this season, we probably are going to try to throw it to the tight end just to just to force it and say and say we did it. But it, it's really going to be, you know, just a side note on tight ends. Something that he mentioned yesterday was the fact that look, you kind of look at what this team's strengths are and maybe what what they need to get better at. And and we know it's not any type of state secret or anything. This team needs to get better at the receiver position. They're still. You know, Luke Doty's going into his first year as a full-time starter, so there's still some things to prove there despite that talent, leadership. The, the strengths of this team offensively in terms of guys that can have the ball in their hands are tight end and running back. You know, they feel pretty good about those spots. And the anecdote that Shane Beamer went back to yesterday was, you know, when you sort of go um, – when you sort of during the spring – poll your coaching staff and say, hey, who's sort of our best guys on each side of the ball? Who needs to be on the field? Who needs to be touching the ball when you're thinking about offense? And he said that there were some guys that were on every single coach's list as far as, you know, your best guys offensively. Two of the guys that he mentioned 
were tight ends. I mean, Nick Muse is an obvious one, and Jaheim Bell was another one, you know, second-year tight end, uh, who's obviously, you know, he did a really nice job during the spring. So tight end's certainly going to be a point of emphasis, all jokes aside, for the Gamecocks. USC insider asking anyone going to the Welcome Home Tour in Greenville today. I don't know if you're asking me or the crowd. I'll pose it to both. USC insider, I will be there covering that. And so if anybody else is going, drop it in the comments. And I uh, look forward to seeing some of you guys out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on that a little bit later as far as getting a chance to meet some of you guys. Uh, Coach Wright has, is now in. Coach, give me you're not in yet. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay. Let's see. Do not have the thumbs up yet from Coach Wright. Can you hear me, Coach? Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay. You know what we're going to do is we're – yep, here we go. We got thumbs up. What's up, Coach? Greg Wright. Hey, man. What's up, you? Yeah, thanks a lot for uh, being here. Sorry about the little tech issue here. I'm missing – you'll probably notice – missing Wes Mitchell today. I hope you'll still do this okay. without him gracing us. Yeah, no problem. Presence. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you joining me. Looks like you're live based on the colors in the classroom, live from Timberland High. Down yes, what I was down. Looks like. Yeah, so I was introducing you to the – to the audience earlier, live on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Periscope, on Gamecock Central social channels. This will be on the podcast network later as well. Okay. Former Gamecock Greg Wright uh, spent time, obviously, playing for South Carolina, spent time as a graduate assistant at South Carolina. So plenty familiar with the program. I know you're always still hanging around the program. So I wanted to bring you on and just sort of pick your brain. And just chat with you and sort of get you back out in front of the Gamecock faithful here. So appreciate you uh, appreciate you being on the show. And look who has joined us, Wes Mitchell. We do not know if this is the actual Wes Mitchell. Maybe it's an imposter. Who knows? But thanks for being on, Wes. What's going on, man? Hope you're drinking a huge water or something else on the beach right now. So, Coach, let's get to it. First of all, thanks again for being here. How are things down in Timberland? Head football coach now at Timberland High down in Oh, it's going pretty good. I uh, can't complain at all. You know, um, everybody's been very supportive. Um, uh, great tradition down here. I'm from down this way. A lot of family and friends here. So it's been a good transition. You know, I'm trying to get the right people around me and everything, do the right things for these kids. But I'm not bad at all. I can't complain. Good stuff. So I want to go back to, you know, your, your career at South Carolina. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You spent some time at, at another program before you moved on to South Carolina and originally walked on, right? That was in correct. 2005? Uh, yes, that was, um, yeah, 2004. That's correct. 2004. Okay. So you were there for Steve Spurrier's first season. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you, you played a couple of different positions, right? Played some Yes, yeah, um, moved around, bounced around from safety, and then uh, they moved me to uh, the spur position. Um, well, Coach Cooper and Coach Nixon, they moved me to the spur position, so. Um, right. In that hybrid nickel position that everybody plays right now. So how did how did you first get to South Carolina? Sort of what what went into that decision? What was behind the decision to move on and, and go back and play for the Gamecocks and walk onto the program? Um, you know, um, fresh out of high school, played in the North South. Um, had opportunity, a couple opportunities to go to like Mars Hill, Middle Tennessee State. Um, but Coach Kosh had recruited me in high school, and um, you know went on to Mars Hill. You know, made the decision. You know, hey, I want to. You know, try to go out the bigger dreams and and go play at South Carolina. And uh, 
at the time, you know, um, uh, Coach Kosh told me, hey, if I can come down and walk on, but I had to get some things straight for us, um, academics, you know, transferring over and everything. So um, I actually got there in 2004 and I registered, you know, under the little host because I, you know, moving up. So I had to set out. So that's really what happened. Then I played for Spurrier the next And then um, if they buy that next, do you have me? I'm losing you just a little bit here, Greg. You're sort of frozen up for me. Okay. Lost audio. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep. Can hear you. Still a little bit iffy on the on the video, but I can hear you all right. Okay. Yes. All right. What about now? Yeah, still a little rough. Still a little choppy. We could we could see if we can keep it going in terms of the audio. You're you're sort of frozen up on the screen a little bit there, um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep trying to go there. Um, we'll see if we can get you situated here to definitely answer this. But uh, always interesting when guys to me play for a couple of different coaching staffs. Um, you know, that, that transition period is always kind of interesting. You've got, you know, like Dennis Thomas that we had on recently. He started out um, playing for Brad Scott, mm-hmm. ended up playing for, for Lou Holtz. Come in at the tail end of the Lou Holtz era, end up playing for Steve Spurrier. You know, how, how was that? You have, you have two, like, college football legends there. That you, <laughs> right. and you got to play for both of them. And, yes. and also, not only college football legends, but, like, really – big and different personalities. Right. Are, are that, were those two guys, I mean, is that a, sort of an accurate picture of, of what they're like? Looks like I lost Greg again. He's sort of frozen up on me. Guys, you know how, you know how audio can be at schools. I'm going to actually take him out real quick, and we'll see if he can bring him back in later. So, sorry about the tech issues there. Um Hey, we got Greg to confirm that Steve Spurrier and Lou Holtz are big personalities. So if nothing else, we got that from him. I hope we can get him back on because Greg, really insightful dude. We'll see if we can get him back on here later. Uh, If not, we're definitely going to have to schedule a makeup with Greg, right? Again, former Gamecock walk-on, played for Lou Holtz, played for Steve Spurrier, came in at the tail end of the Lou Holtz era. Maybe didn't see that one ending like it did. And once Holtz walk away, Steve Spurrier obviously comes into the fold. So he gets to play for two college football legends. Definitely has some stories, you know, played against some really good competition, played with some good players, played for Holtz and Spurrier. So we'll see if we can get uh, see if we can get Greg back in. If not, we'll have him on another time, maybe with Wes Mitchell back in the house, who apparently is watching the show right now. Craig saying that Greg Wright looks like he could still play. I agree. He keeps in pretty good shape. A lot, of, a lot of former Gamecocks who, like, you see him and you feel like they could still play. And I think Greg is one of those guys. And he obviously stayed very involved with the game, head coach down there at Timberland High School. Uh, he's been head coach a couple other programs in the state, too. I think he was at Swansea. I think he was at Eau Claire before. So he stayed home in the state of South Carolina, stayed around here. Didn't get to get to his time yet as a graduate assistant at South Carolina didn't even get to dive into his career yet. So hopefully we'll get to some of that stuff 
If not, we'll get him on another time. Maybe we'll have to get Greg Wright live in an actual studio at some point. You never know. So anyway, all right. So we'll see if I, I'll see if I can effort getting Greg on while I'm doing that. We actually have the benefit of having not live on the show, but we do have some Shane Beamer audio and uh, we'll try to play that. But first, it looks like great coach. Do we have you back on now? It looks like we might have him. We'll add him back. Can you hear me? I got you. All right. Sounds oh, good. It's a lot more stable. You must have plugged into like a super, a super. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So I think where we were, and if we lose you again, um, we'll reschedule. We'll get you back in. Okay. So I appreciate you working with me. I, hey, no I, know, I know how the high school like Wi-Fi can be. It's a little rough. Right. Sometimes. Definitely. So, all right. Where we were before. You get to play for Holtz. You get to play for Spurrier. Two big personalities. Do you have everybody who's played for Holtz and or Spurrier? There are some guys like yourself who play for both. They have a story, like on, on some kind of story with some kind of punishment or impression <laughs> or whatever. I, do you have a Holtz or Spurrier impression, first of oh, all? Man. There are a lot of guys that have one. You, you know, everybody got a Coach Spurrier one, but, um, you know – I was only with, with Lou Holtz for one year. The biggest thing, him, he's a great motivator. Um, always, hey, you know, he didn't care. Old Lyman, hey, he would be like, hey, 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 you you might kick my behind, but, hey, I'll get right back up, and I'm going to come at you again. You know, that's that's <laughs> Lou Holtz. But um, as far as in the film room, uh, Coach Frey, I mean, I remember Rodney Park walking in there, and he used to, uh, when he first got to school, and he had on, like, this fishnet um, little – uh, cut off shirt <laughs> and Coach Spray. Uh, he saw him walking in, and everybody looked like, and Coach Spray was like, Hey man, hey, what you lose a bet? Hey, don't do that no more, don't do that no more. <laughs> Just roasting people. Was, oh, yeah. was, it, was it bad? I have heard some stories. I don't know if I've got permission to tell several of them, maybe one day, about the film with Spurrier. Was that when he was like his most brutal, like when he's. Like you know. when he's got the pointer up there, what are you doing here? That type of thing. Like, was that was that the worst thing, or was it like more on field disciplined <laughs> things he said? Oh yeah, he definitely. You know, when he keeps running the playback, um, and I won't tell who it was, but he kept running this playback, and he was talking about somebody else, and um, and he said, uh, he said, and everybody kept saying, ooh, every time he rewinded back, he was trying to coach somebody up. And everybody kept saying, ooh, ooh. And he said, who is that? And he finally saw we were looking at somebody had got blown up. <laughs> and he said, hey, man, keep your head on the swivel. Hey, don't do that no more, man. Keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> don't do that anymore. That, that's a great coaching point. Don't do that. <laughs> do do that. Yep. That's a good point. So, all right, let's go to Steve Spurrier's first year. Okay, 2005. Mm-hmm. And – when did you finish up at Carolina? What was seven uh, was, was my last playing year, two thousand seven. Okay, okay two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. That's actually that was Shane Beamer's first year. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, he was my position coach. All right, so we're gonna dive into that for sure. That's really relevant mm-hmm. right now, especially. But so two thousand five Spurrier's first year. There are obviously a couple of big games that I can think of that year. Number one, you, y- y'all go down to Tennessee. Oh yeah. In Knoxville, win for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience. Um, oh man, it was it was a night we'll never forget. I mean, it was freezing cold. I remember like it was yesterday, and um, 
And uh, Josh, Josh hit the field goal at the end to win the game. I mean, you know, um, you know, being a Gamecock, you you hate the Rocket Top song, but I loved it night night because we could party on their field. So it was a it was a great experience. So you know, I always got Rocket Top in my head because we had a good experience down there. You remember anything about the locker room after that game? Like especially with Coach Spurrier. He, you know, Coach Spurrier, he liked to tweak everybody. Like <laughs> it seemed he got a really big kick out of Tennessee. Like yeah, Tennessee. He seemed to really, really enjoy. Well, he he liked beating everybody. There were yes. you can say that about most schools. Definitely. Anything that he did, he say anything before or after that game that you can remember? Was it kind of too long ago where you don't really? No, I don't really remember. Um, that was kind of too long ago. But um, I mean, like I said, it was a great night. When we got back, the big thing about it, I mean, we got off the plane and it was flooded. You know, at the airport, everybody was waiting on us to get back. And I think at the stadium, so it was a big, it was a big deal. That was it was back to back weeks, I believe. We beat Florida that next week or something like that. We had um, game of the week, um, national game of the week. I think it was like two weeks in a row, so it was big. And that's the next one I was going to bring up. So Florida in two thousand five, Urban Meyer's first year, I think at Florida, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and a day game, different vibe at Williams Bryce. You know, the thing that stands out to me about that game, I remember a lot of the plays. I don't know why, but the the Chris Tucker, Stanley Doty dancing. Oh yeah, jig. They, they, they used to jig. That was cheese though. You know, cheese. he's from uh, right outside of New Orleans. Amy right. actually were from uh, Devin. What's the the receiver from Alabama? They from the same hometown. Um, right, Devin Smith. Yo, and uh, cheese used to always talk about jigging. So that was the dance that cheese used to do. And they used to get the crowd hype. We used to get the players hype. So we loved it. That's just cheese. That's just Stanley Doty for you. And Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, what was it? It was an interception, right? Yeah. I think he I got think it. Was an interception that got ricocheted, and he caught yeah. it, and, and he uh, rolled all the way down the sideline to the end zone. So it was a great, it was a great deal. Rumbling, stumbling. I remember we, I had him on, I think, a podcast and talked about that, and he was just cracking up about the dancing and about that play. <laughs> we did a story with him about it, right? It oh yeah, but looking yeah. back on that game, it was those guys. I mean, those are some characters. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, we had some great times. Great times with them. Were those the biggest characters on the team? Is like Chris and Stanley. Were they the biggest ones or like biggest jokesters? Like type uh, of guys? Uh, they definitely. I mean, everybody was jokes as them. But um, Nation, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah Nation, Chris Hampton, uh, those guys, Mike West. Always, Fred Bennett was a big jokester too. So and we was always getting into it, cracking jokes. So, but um, now, Chris, Hampton, Chris Hampton, that one surprises me mm-hmm. a little bit. Like he's a funny dick, but like he he always seemed a little bit more serious, big time coach now. Right, obviously, right. like way moving up in the coaching world, big mm-hmm. time right now. Oh yeah, Super smart dude. I didn't I didn't peg him for a jokester though, but he was one. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Oh yeah, you know that's my roommate. So yeah, without right. a doubt, twenty four seven. Yep. Right. Yeah, always joking. But that was the whole team the environment. We, you know, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Right. So t- tell me about, um, I don't know, like what, what's the best, what's the best memory you have? Like maybe a game that you, you know, helped impact contribute like best moment, anything that comes to mind there, even if you weren't on the field necessarily for it at a particular time. Mm. I would say, you know, always your first tackle in a, you know, in a live game. We was um, down at Georgia. 
Um, we actually beat them that day. Um, I think it was Spurs' first year um, down at Georgia, correct? Uh, yep. So that was my first tackle, college tackle, you know what I mean? So that was a big moment. It was on kickoff um, and, uh, you know, made a play on the sideline. They probably could have broke, but, you know, um, I got him down and uh, Coach Bird came to the sideline and said, who was that? Because, you know what I mean? He was like, hey, good job. You know what I mean? Because I got up. I was excited. I was passionate about it. And, um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a big deal. I actually got a picture of it. It was actually BMAC was my first tackle. Brown. I was going to ask you. Okay, I was going to ask you if it was like Thomas Brown because no, Tom- it was B Mac. It was B Mac. Yep. It was How B-Mac. about that? Did yep. you obviously B Mac later went on to South Carolina? Did you ever give him some heck about that? How how he? Could- no, I didn't. I never mentioned it to him because um somebody <laughs> came in the office. I didn't even know. I got a picture of it. My first tackle and um somebody came in my office when I was at another school and I had that picture up in my office and they said uh you know that's uh. Brian McKillian, and I was like, I didn't even know that. I just knew it was my first tackle. Never even paid attention. Small world of. That's right, it is. And, you know, BMAC in one of those games, God, it must have been in the next year's game. But you remember there was a game, it was at Georgia, and maybe it must have been the 07 game, or, or maybe it was the 2005 game. But it, South Carolina was really close, you know, to, to winning. And, BMAC made a catch on a, I don't know, like a third and long or, I mean, a third and really long or something like that. I, I can't remember. The play. I'll have to look it up, but he, he made a, he made a big play in that game actually. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, I did not know that. I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe it's Thomas Brown or something, but first, first tackle against Georgia. Who, who is the best player you played against in college? You think? Ooh. I mean, McFadden was special. McFadden was special. Um, now take that back. Tyron Proto is the best player of our, um, that we went against, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, he's special. I mean, he did it at running back. He did it at receiver, kicking game. Yeah, he, he was special. You know, until he had that freak accident, you know what I mean? But oh. he was the real deal. That was terrible. You know, and most guys from your era, so, like, when I ask guys from your era about, uh, you know, best player they played against, something I always like to ask. Like, McFadden's probably the number one guy. I mm-hmm. mean – yeah, I had to be tortured oh, yeah. in the film room for y'all to watch that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those performances. Yeah, yeah. Special. He went crazy every year. Um, you know, the the one that comes up sort of after your era what is Todd Gurley. Like, that's the guy that almost everybody, everybody says. Oh, everybody yeah. says Todd Gurley. I, now, I came – now, when I first finished playing, I, I went down to that uh, that Florida game, at Florida, and Percy Harvin uh, – yeah. Oh, oh, it was tw- no Brandon Jacob. Who was it? Uh, what's it? Brandon James? Him too. Brandon James. Yeah, they they they, they were they were special now. They were special too. They had dudes at every single position. I mean, yes. what what they ended up building there at Florida was was pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. So on the other side, like best put, best most talented guy you played with. Like who had the most talent on those mm-hmm. early like Spurrier era teams? Oh, I mean, we're we're super talented now. I mean, Cole Simpson is probably one of my favorites. Um, Unbelievable ball skills. I mean, day one, since he stepped on there, I mean, he was a guy. Um, Just natural football player, instincts, everything. He's probably one of my favorites. I think, you know, so this would have been the year. No, you would have been on the team. Mm -hmm. The 2004 Georgia game. Okay. James Bryce. 
And West, he had two picks, two or three picks. He took one yeah. to the house. Yep. So Carolina was up six, uh, 10 to nothing, maybe lost mm-hmm. 16 to 10. Heartbreaking game. Yep. But that I always tell people, and I remember where I was watching it, and maybe it was the vantage point. I had a particular vantage point of being sort of in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen in person. The oh, we yeah. off David Green. He tries to throw like a deep out. Co reads it, picks it off, spins around, takes it to the house. One of the best plays I've ever seen. Right, without a doubt. Insane play. I mean, so, yeah, that ball was in the air. He was going to get it. I mean, it was just, it wasn't just breakups. I mean, he was he was he was he was going to get that. He was getting paid. He was getting paid out there for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh six, oh seven. Um, let's go to oh seven. Mm-hmm. All right. So first year of Shane Beamer. He was your position coach. So you were playing Spur at that time. Is that yes. right? Yes, correct. And still playing on special teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Because because Beamer was coordinating special teams at that time, I guess. Or yep. was somebody yep, else? He was. So tell me about him as a coach. Like, what were your first impressions? Um, very energetic, um, very positive um, players coach. Um, you always felt like you knew exactly where you stood with him. Uh, just, just, um, Great ability to connect with the players. I mean, you know, you know, he definitely cared about us. Um, that's what I definitely could say about him. You know, always the same person every time I see him to still to this day. So um, it's, it's it was a great experience. Did did you kind of even then? Obviously, you were in a different place than you're a player before you got into coaching. But did did you or anybody else kind of look at him and say this this guy probably has like head coach type traits or material in the future? Well, definitely. I mean, like I said, he was passionate about what he did, what he did um, in the film room. I mean, he was very articulate. Um, he can get us, you know, he taught it to us well. So, you know, I can definitely see him moving up in the in the profession, knowing where he came from, you know, because he has shared the story, you know, of him going out in GA and different places on his own. He didn't want to go with his dad right away. So, you know, I commend him. And that just shows the, the work ethic and everything about him. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of GA, like, Breaking into coaching, uh, was it right after your playing days at South Carolina you became a GA, or was yeah, it? Well, you know, you know, I was with um, in the athletics department with um, Raymond Harrison at the time. That's right. So I would dip my head in, you know, with um, with football as well. Trying to, you know, I, I used to volunteer with Coach Coop um, until they left. But um, you know, and then I was primarily mostly in recruiting and academics with Raymond. But so you know, I saw both sides, and then I started coaching high school during that time as well at Eau Claire High School as assistant. So, you know, I saw it was good. It was good times going right. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I finished. Yeah, yeah. What what led you into into high school coaching? Like, is that the path? Did you definitely want to go into high school coaching specifically? Or were you kind of open to any level? I mean, what, what was it that drew you to coaching? Uh, I mean, I was open to any level at that time. I was, you know, um, you know, initially you always seeking the college um profession right out of um right out of college but you know um just that's just a way the ball you know bounce for me you know i'm being in high school i love you know you can really have a a good impact on the kids you know um they need it you know those uh at that age that's very very vital so you know i'm happy um it's you know it's not like a job for me it's a passion what what were your impressions when you you know we we talked some you know during the the gamecocks coaching search and everything and a lot of former players weighed in. Um, a lot of players went to bat for Shane Beamer. Obviously, you saw that. 
what were your thoughts about him coming back to South Carolina and where do you think where do you see it going forward? I mean, um and you love the energy, you know, you definitely everybody wants to feel like the family atmosphere, feel that connection. And um he definitely brings that because his ties and um, you know, as you see so many people um you know, stood up on the table for him. That just goes off the relationships that he has built and, you know, it's genuine. So, you know, you think you want nothing but the best for him and the program um, and his family. Um, and I think they're heading in the right direction. And, you know, everything I see is positive. You know, I still keep my ears around and, you know, everything I hear is positive. You know, they're getting after it in this competitive atmosphere. So, you know, I fully support him and, um, you know, I believe in what he's doing. Got some great people around him as well, too. Um, you know, uh, the the chaplain from Georgia Tech, I've been following him for a long time. So I'm right. definitely, definitely excited about him as well. Yeah, Derek Moore is, is who mm-hmm. Coach Wright's you yes. know, there. Uh, you had a chance to go back to campus. I know COVID, you know, sort of, um, you know, in the spring especially was still sort of among us and, and limited some things. But have you had a chance to go back to campus yet? Are you planning that um, for practice or something like that? Yeah, I will soon. Um, I haven't had to uh, the chance being down here at Timberland, coming down to the Low Country, um, so I hadn't had that opportunity. But um, eventually, over the summer, you know, I look to go to the individual camp. Um, got a kid that um definitely should you know um be a potential kid. So hopefully, he goes there and, and shows out. Um, we're probably gonna do the seven on seven as well. So definitely, we'll be around. Good stuff. Good stuff. So before I let you get out of here, coach, because I've already kept you longer than I intended. Trey from Facebook has a question. He wants to know if you remember Ricardo Hurley. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody remember Doherl. We call him Doherl. He was a a grown man, grown man. Former former five star recruit Mm -hmm. uh, that South Carolina landed. Of course, tell us a little bit about about Ricardo. What, What you remember there? What's the. Oh, I mean, physical. I mean, you know, in coaching, I talk about you got woe guys and you got go guys. You know, nobody wants to play. You got to speed up. You know, you want them players, you got to slow down. And Ricardo Hurley was definitely a, a woe guy because you wouldn't get things done in practice. If I mean, if if you piss him off, I mean, you might as well. It's lights out because he's coming down here. I hate it for the fullbacks and, you know, those guys on offense. He's strong. He's strong. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, Coach, I'm going to let you get out of here. Kept you too okay. long. Uh, but, hey, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, look forward to continuing, you know, talking, hopefully running to you on campus sometime this yeah. summer. Uh know you got a kid or two that you'll be bringing out there. We'll be out there too. So, thanks yeah. for coming on. I really appreciate you, man. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you. All right, Coach. See you All right, that is Greg Wright, former uh, Gamecock player, former graduate assistant, pretty, pretty cool perspective he has because he, uh, of course, he's a guy that, uh, you know, uh, played for Lou Holtz for a year, played for Coach Spurrier, uh, graduate assistant sort of in the academic office. You guys, some of you may remember Raymond Harrison, who moved on to another opportunity since, but uh, he, he did a lot of the academic stuff around the university for the players. So Greg was involved with that, which I'm sure helped with his future in high school coaching getting a, a sense of that and also had the sort of perspective of um, working under or being coached by Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer's first year at South Carolina, uh, 2007, which is Greg Wright's last year. So Beamer was his direct position coach, you know, helping on special teams, coaching the spur position. That's exactly what Greg did. And so he has sort of a, a really unique perspective. There's certain guys that you'll get that were around the program 
for like a lot of these different phases, right? Um, you know, Dennis Thomas that we had on recently was one because he 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 played under Brad Scott, then he you know played under Lou Holtz, then he was a graduate assistant for Steve Spurrier. He worked under Brad Lawing. He helped coach Javion Clowney, Melvin Ingram. You know, Greg has another unique perspective of having gone through a few different eras of the program, some, some highs, some lows, um, playing with a lot of really good players, playing against some really good players, and then obviously has a familiarity with Shane Beamer. And the cool thing is, you know, Greg's an example of a guy that has hung around the state and done well for himself uh, being a high school coach here, still here in 2021. He's still, you know, at home in, in the Palmetto State. So, Kyle, thanks. Glad you enjoyed that interview. Trey, looking back on uh, Ricardo Hurley, who uh, Greg mentioned there, he's at practice in Greenwood. He knocked the guy out. Cleeks left standing where he was. I could believe that. He was a physical specimen, no doubt about that. Anthony, I appreciate you, sir, uh, watching the show on YouTube. Uh, Greg is a great guy. There is no doubt. He's one of the best. It's like Wes said, checking in from the beach probably earlier. Uh, Wes said that, you know, Greg is one of the best dudes you'll meet. I wholeheartedly agree. Outstanding guy. And Rob saying, hey, y'all, sorry I'm late. No problem, Rob. Thanks. Hey, sorry about the little tech issue we had earlier. Again, live radio, not really radio, but live radio, uh, sometimes high school Wi-Fi. Got, got Greg on sort of late, as we tend to do things around here. My fault. And uh, got Greg on and had a little bit of an issue, but the end of the interview for me at least sounded perfect so uh, uh, i hope you enjoyed that listen on the podcast or if you're uh if you're listening live right now on youtube take it back to the beginning earlier in the show you can watch the whole show if you go back to the beginning definitely check out what greg had to say mark smith on facebook appreciate you being with us today chris love what you and Wes mitchell do to keep us involved when is your vacation i actually did take a few days off earlier in the spring I don't have time to do it again uh, before June 1 hits when recruiting is really going to kick up. Uh, but in July, I'll head to the beach again for a few days or, or something like that. Uh, and earlier, uh, somebody – let me see if I can find. Earlier, somebody mentioned – yeah, I already put this one up once, USC Insider. Anyone going to the Welcome Home Tour in Greenville today? Again, I will be there. I was at Florence yesterday, Myrtle Beach yesterday for two uh, different – Welcome home tour meetings. Going to be in Greenville today. Justin Stepp, very energetic Gamecock wide receivers coach, South Carolina native. He will be up there. I think the way that South Carolina seemed to structure it is, uh, you know, Jimmy Lindsay, who was at the Myrtle Beach stop, Gamecock's defensive line coach. He actually uh, recruits that region for South Carolina uh, in Florence. That's where Mike Peterson recruits. So he was there. And then I think you're going to see Justin Stepp there because he's going to help recruit in the upstate and so uh, if we get a couple more minutes i might play a little bit more of this shane beamer video we got to keep on greg for an extended amount of time whether it was tech issues or i just got a little long-winded because he's got some cool stories um kyle what beach is your favorite oh you know every year we go to uh we actually go to garden city every year because uh actually but you know my wife and i we didn't know each other at this point but we actually she went there every year with her family I went there a decent amount uh, growing up, particularly like in high school. So we go there every year. So that's sort of a sentimental favorite. It's not Myrtle proper, like it's a little slower, uh, particularly when we used to go in May. It was always slower. I don't know if I have a current favorite. I'll tell you, we got to go up and we didn't go on the beach 
at that particular time because we were busy doing other things. But the beach area, we went up to Delaware recently. Um, and man, that was a really cool area. It was really, really neat up there. Uh, hopefully get to go back one day and actually hang out on one of the beaches. But it's a little slower up there. Um, they, there's some kind of saying to have like these bumper stickers that say LSD. I think it's like low, slow Delaware. Things are just a little slower there. And, and that's sometimes more my speed. I, when I go into the beach, my jam isn't being packed in like sardines. That's not really that's not really my, my speed. So um, if you could find somewhere that's a little more laid back, that's cool. I remember I've been to St. Augustine before. That was a really cool beach. And then anywhere tropical, to be honest with you. White sand, clear water, blue water. So I, I didn't really answer your question at all, Kyle. But uh, yeah, I, I think I really enjoy any beach really is going to be good as long as it's not super packed as far as I'm concerned. So, all right, let's talk about a few other things. Uh, first of all, if you are going to the Greenville Welcome Home Tour tonight, make sure you come up and chat with me. It was really awesome. Uh, at Florence, this happened a little bit, got to meet some of our uh, members or our YouTube show, or GC Live members, uh, listeners, viewers. But in Myrtle Beach yesterday, it was a big crowd. It was at a beautiful location. Uh, I think it's the Dunes Club is what it was called. Beautiful location out there. Really, really nice facility at the clubhouse over there, overlooking the water. And I got to meet a lot of our members, our subscribers from GamecockCentral.com, <clears throat> and several folks that also watched the show. I even had a guy who wasn't there for the uh, the actual Welcome Home Tour who was like at a party at a different part, and he walked through, and he said, is this a Gamecock deal? And he said, don't you do that show? So it's been really cool. Um, I guess it's my, my overall point here that I want to make. It's been really cool as Wes and I have, you know, launched this show. Um, the, it's gotten like the world has gotten smaller. That's actually something Shane Beamer said last night. He was talking about uh, recruiting and how, you know, you can FaceTime 12 kids now. Um, whereas back in the day, you know, when he was recruiting Alshon Jeffrey, you're writing a letter, you're calling him, you're sort of limited in that regard. Now, you know, you can, you can FaceTime. And for us, you know, back in the, when I first started doing this, that's kind of how it was. Like your whole identity was kind of being online. Maybe I would go get to speak at a Gamecock club or something like that and, uh, get to, get to go out and meet some people. But now with this type of technology, we, we can, we can kind of see each other and interact more. And as we've done that, I've noticed that when we do get out to, to whether it's like we happen to be at a Gamecock sporting event or, or out somewhere, definitely something Gamecock related, you know, people are coming up to us and, and saying, hey, and saying that they appreciate the show and always try to make a point to tell people that we appreciate them. So we do appreciate y'all. Obviously, last year uh, was challenging in a lot of regards. I mean, they're a lot of sports cancellations. Still got to have a football season, which was awesome, even though it didn't go how any of you guys and girls wanted it to go from a record standpoint. Uh, but y'all hung in with us. Uh, you've supported the show. You supported us on GamecockCentral.com. You've allowed us uh, to do this for a living. And so that's a really cool thing. And so I really appreciate all of y'all for that. Wanted to make sure uh, that I said it. So, look, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just cut it short for today. I do have more Shane Beamer audio, video. I might grab some fresh video tonight at Greenville. We'll see. Um, he might have a similar message as to what he talked about. But if you want more, go to GamecockCentral.com. If you're not a subscriber, 
come join us. Um, it's it's actually pretty cheap. If you go to Starbucks, if you get coffee, it's like a couple coffees a month. Just cut that out, make folders at home. Come join us. Uh, you can ask me questions on the forum anytime. You don't have to wait until we come on this show, even though we love this format too. Get you access to all of our content. Uh, we've got a story up with what Shane Beamer said in Myrtle Beach about Luke Doty, Tonka Hemingway, some other guys that are from that PD area. And, of course, Collins' coverage, Wes's coverage. Uh, Wes will be back sometime next week. I'm going to see y'all on Friday. I'm going to come back. Don't know if I'll have a guest yet. Don't know what that will look like, but uh, definitely will be back on Friday in some form or fashion with another GC Live. So make sure you check out ClintHammond.com, our primary presenting sponsor of GC Live, and really appreciate all of you joining us on the show. I'll see you on GameCockCentral.com. I'll see you here on Friday. I'm Chris Clark. This has been GC Live. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week until I see you on Friday. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.